welcome right, back to another episode. Are you doing this? You're doing it. You're doing it. No, I'm doing it. I'm dropping the topic. You're doing, it. you're doing the intro. You you're doing, doing the, the intro. intro. <laughs> I'm doing the intro. Okay, okay. okay. You're not doing my job. I'll be the hype guy. Okay. I'm gonna listen, put my listen, 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 listen. Listen, listen. Gabe's looking for a promotion. <laughs> I've done every single intro. Gabe, I don't know. You probably had a little shot or two on the side. You think you could do the intros tonight? I know you're excited. We got we got a lot going on. Those 23 MLB flavors got him jumping. I got you going crazy right now. It was back to my little intro. You know, I was really interrupted. Real Fans Podcast. We're back. Episode 16. We're back out here. We're live again. What it do? What's good, y'all? What's up? Yo, What's up? Lots, lots going on in the lot sports of stuff world. See, this is my part now. This is where I shine, okay? Yeah, so, do you think? Lots going on in the sports world. We're going to cover all sports going on. Football, <laughs> baseball, college, everything. But we're going to start... First with the UFC fight, this last fight was UFC 60 this past Saturday. Um, There's three main fights that we wanted to just cover and talk about. Uh, we went out, uh, me and Julian went out to uh, go watch the fights at a uh, popular uh, drinking establishment while JoJo was out somewhere in Wynwood doing whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's talk about the fights. Uh, this first one that uh, we had was the uh, O'Malley Almeida, right? The Brazilian, yeah. It was the uh, O'Malley versus Brazilian. And, and tell me about... Uh, uh, Julian, if you just tell me a little bit about uh, O'Malley and why he needed to uh, to get this fight. Well, O'Malley is a self-proclaimed undefeated guy. He's 13-0, and 0, really, because he doesn't count his last Ooh. loss. Um, he's really 12-1. and 1. But the one thing, I've always been a big O'Malley. Well, he has, like, this huge, like, internet presence. Like, he's, like, big in, like, Twitch, and he's big on YouTube. He has, like, a big podcast. He's, he's kind of made a name for himself. And... um He's a super, super electric fighter, man. That guy, he is fast-paced, he is quick, and he's got power. He's 5'11", fighting at 135, which, I mean, he has a wow. huge, huge advantage over wow. a lot of guys. So he walks at, like, 155, 150. I was actually just watching a post-fight interview, and was, he was talking about that. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, he came out, I think he... He's probably he's up there for a title shot. Like he he definitely has earned it. He's done nothing but just knock people out except his last fight, obviously. But his whole track record leading up to this was just I mean, he's he he's been bruising people, man. He's he's been going hard. And then I the fight was a he just kind of dominated his whole fight and then that one hit and then he just fucking rocked that guy. And he's and this this Almeida guy, um, he was is he relatively new to UFC, right? He didn't really have a long track record. I think he's yeah. He was like a ten. He was like ten seed, I think. He was like rank ten in the bantam. So he wasn't a you know a huge guy. Obviously, uh, uh, he was kind of a stand up fighter. Um, from what I remember from the fight, obviously we just go round by round. Uh, what I remember from the fight in general was this O'Malley was just he was too dominant. Like O'Malley was bouncing around. He was doing like these faint punches where he like throw her hand to try to distract him and then come up with a with a quick right and he was just dominating the whole fight like it wasn't even like uh uh the almeida guy he was just kind of standing up and he really wasn't moving he didn't like, stand he wasn't a chance he wasn't moving too much like his head was like staying still you know sometimes you get fighters and they'll bounce around try to give you a different target or something this guy was just like standing up and he's like i'm just gonna brawl and i'm gonna throw these punches and that's yeah. how we're gonna fight and o'malley was just bouncing around he was looking like you know like fucking anderson silva he was looking like john bulls general he was just bouncing around doing whatever he wanted and and the whole fight dominated yeah um, he loves uh, the he loves the walk-off knockouts too, which he almost did in the first round. He hit him with a right hook and then like the dude just dropped, but yeah. the I ref gave him a little bit gave yeah, him a, he fell gave straight him back on his up. ass. He hit him on top of his head, 
uh, Jojo, and he fell straight, like straight back on the cage. I'm like, oh man, this is over. Like, there's no no way this guy survives. And somehow, yeah, and he should have he should have attacked if he if he would have attacked. Like, you know how like normally when you see people get rocked, like you see people like the fighter immediately goes after him, tries to finish him. He just didn't do it on that run, and he because he loves the walk off. Like he loves just like hitting him with that one and just right. He showboats it. It's and he had, I mean, he's he's done it before. He's done it before, yeah. but it's like you got to end it there. And I'm like, shit, you know, like you can't you, give that, him a, are, a chance to fight. You know what I mean? That that could be it right there. You know, I mean, what fight. didn't we see that recently, Gabe? What what fight did we watch recently that was like that? I can't the think week, of it at the top of my head. The week I before, I forget the other fight that we saw. Well, I could think personally back. Yo, that McGregor fight. I don't know if you guys remember that. He had him. That's pro- that's what it was. That's he what I was him. thinking of. He didn't finish it, and then look what yeah. happened. Look what happened. He ended up you getting finish knocked it, out bro. himself he didn't finish it. Yeah, he had him in the so, first round, wobbly. You know what I mean? So Call that was it for, for round one. Um, I gave the obvious fight the fight to O'Malley. He dominated the whole time. My notes from round two was just O'Malley dominates again, setting the pace, pushing the fight. He's playing with his food. I made it throwing uh, too many few punches, and all his kicks are missing. Uh, his head is a baseball tee for O'Malley. That was my notes for round two. Um, so it was like much, much more of the same. I mean, I didn't see any, any really fight or any, any kind of chance of like, oh wait, this guy might turn it around. Or it was or just dominance, dominance yeah. from the striking level. Like the the guy is unreal. He's just too fast and he has too good of a reach, and he didn't stand a chance, man. He just didn't. Yeah. And then finally in round three, uh, Julia already said it. Uh, O'Malley stuns Almeida. Uh, he stumbles and O'Malley brings down the hammer and finally he clearly knocks him out uh, this time and he just totally dominated the fight and that that was pretty much um, I guess uh, Julian did you kind of expect you know O'Malley to like just dominate the fight this or yeah like, I mean I, ex- him to do? I expected a knockout I mean the guy's he's been unreal um, like I said unless except for his last fight but for the most most part I mean the guy he's an elite striker he his speed and his range and his his power too is just it's one of the best in the division, and he's 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 gonna be pushing for a title shot. I'm telling you, he the dude's that good. He's nasty, and he's a big name in the UFC. You know, like you know, they like that. And I think the only thing that was upsetting about this fight is that you know he didn't knock him out earlier enough. Like I said, there was oh a man, it would have been out. nasty if he hit him with yeah. that walk off. Like like, there's nothing more just like if he just went. That would have been dirty. So, so that That's was the first you- fight. That was our first knockout of the night. Um, obviously, mind you, fight, almost every fight this whole main card, even the fights before this that we were watching, like we're all knockouts. Like this whole card, it was the earliest I went home after a fight. Yeah, like, we got, started we, right at twelve. Like we're already like we got out at like twelve fifteen. <laughs> it was like the earliest, like because there's just so many knockouts, and then there was only ch- one championship fight, which was the main card. Because lately yeah, the past two, yeah, yeah, and the so lately then, the past um, two cards have just been like three title fights, two title fights. This one just had that one, so. And they were all knocked so out. The second fight, probably the quickest fight of the night, uh, we had Willie against Luke. The ghost um, of Tyrod Willie. The ghost. <laughs> Yo, tell me he made the return that he needed to do. The ghost of Tyrod Willie. He returned back to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> he rose for a second, but then he was like, ah, I got to go back. Damn. He got his ass um, rocked. Damn. Rocked. Um, pretty much uh, the he notes I had that I wrote down yeah, the most I have done, cause I'm trying to be you know more efficient, cause people say you know I'm not a good UFC. Sometimes I'm just drinking, man. I'm just watching the fights. I'm just entertained. I don't <laughs> write that notes. So this time I wrote that fucking notes. All right, uh, I got Willie got stunned, uh, leaning against the cage. Um, 
he got tapped up and couldn't recover. Like this guy, he was look, he was wobbly, man. Was that the first? And, uh, uh, was that the first hit when he was just wop? Was that round one? Yeah, right? yeah. He was leaning yeah, against the cage. Remember? He was he wobbling. Got he Jojo, couldn't stand up. This he, his, his weight was on the cage. He could not stand straight up. He could not Jojo, move ninety degrees. This guy was wobbling for his life. Like I've never, I was surprised that he was standing for as long as he did. Like I mean, he was wobbling for like thirty seconds, and he just managed to. Go. There was a point where this man just sprinted to the other side. Like he was just. Bro, have you seen the movie? I don't know how they didn't end it. I don't know. I don't know how that the. Um, have y'all ever seen the movie uh, Weekend at Bernie's? Which is like yeah. a dead guy when you play yeah, music. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. he looked like. He was leaning against a case like this, like just kind of holding his hands up. The man, ghost, was, man. The ghost of Tyra Willie. It was bad. So oh, I was like, it was ugly. Yeah, yeah. So uh he ended up mounting him and uh uh Willie taps out. Probably the last time we see Willie in the UFC. Kind of a mood four, killer this fight. Four straight, four straight losses from having the belt That's to being the champ to losing it all in like the course of two years. Yeah. I mean, but he's older, right? He's like thirty six or something. He's, he's older, old but I, it does. I think it's also one of those things, like the famous boxing quote, where it's like you have a hard time getting up at five in the morning when you're sleeping in silk sheets. Like, it's. I think it's one of those. And, and there's just so many people that yeah. are just hungrier, and he just, man, so, it's been bad, dude. As he's got knocked out, I think every fight. It's not even like he's like losing. Well, all right. This past fight, he got tapped out from a Darce choke, but like the dude was knocked out. He basically fell yeah. to the ground and then he choked him out. Yo, so when he, he was... came out of there, I could see his breathing. Like, <gasps> like he was like, fucking, like he was underwater yeah, like, for like ten minutes. I could see him breathing, trying to catch air after he was getting choked out. Bro, his eyes out. were just like, it was like he had dead eyes. Like man. it was bad. It was One embarrassing. It was yeah, yeah. the ghost of Tyrone. God. And man, he was so good. Like, I remember seeing his come up and just being so dominant. Like, because the guy, he's like, he has the, like, he's a freak too. He's one of those, he's like a Uzman and like a Nagano where he's just like a physical yeah, he's freak. He's very cut, but, but I don't, I think. And he's a, he was a world cast, he was a world class wrestler, but I think he just, he just slowed down and yeah, I don't know. Look, it was something that just I don't know what happened. It's just something like after that Uzman, I think he still rocked from that fucking Uzman fight. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> he didn't look very he didn't look very fast throwing his punches. Like he might be strong, but he didn't look very fast, very agile. Like so once he got tapped up and he was leaning against that wall, I was like, Oh man, this is over. This is yeah. over. He just you know, I was expecting not or conditioning. It could have been any one of those reasons. Something's changed in his life that we're and he's just older. He got and hit he's too, much, man. too much fights. Too you know, fights. sometimes you just know, right? He's got to he's got to go, man. He's, it's yeah. like Anderson Silva. Like Anderson Silva kept on going for fucking like what six years. Yeah. It's like, dude, just stop, man. Because ever since Anderson he, Silva got his fucking shin snapped and he came back with a peg leg, like he hasn't been the same. And I, he Anderson Silva is one of those. He just loved fighting too much. He just couldn't stop, and it's it's hurt his legacy to where now it's at the point where John Jones is the greatest of all time. When at one point Anderson Silva was, yeah. But I think he just. He just and Tyrell Woodley, if he keeps on doing it, man, he's gonna be the same way. All, all those fighters do it, man. I remember, you know, Rampage, Chuck Liddell, they all fight a little too long. Like they they go like one or two matches too long. Tito Ortiz. Yeah. They always go extra. I'm like, man, I should have yeah, This is like, why your boy Khabib retired on top and he felt like he did what he had to do. And who else was there to face? Like you say, Rampage Division, one of the greatest, and he knew his time, right? I mean, yeah. he could have kept going, that, but and that's very rare in the fighting world. Like, yeah. usually it's one of, like, Mayweather's one of those people that come to mind. Granted, he ran yeah. from a lot of people. But, like, not many fighters 
end on top. Like they keep on going and then it just downhill from there. Yeah. So that was the second uh, fight they were looking forward to. But obviously the main event, uh, UFC the 60. big one. With Stipe uh, Miocic versus Francis Ngannou. Uh, it's a title fight. Obviously Stipe holding, um, holding the belt. And uh, I remember telling, because uh, I haven't seen a lot of, of Nganu fights, but I remember telling you, I was like, "Yo, monster. if this was a pic, if this was a picture, if this, if 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 the belt was like a picture uh, match, we just took a picture of people." I was like, "Nganu wins this. He's like, he's just, he's just intimidating, man. Like physically, nice. like taller. You know what I mean? He's what six? I think we said six foot six or six. Oh, foot his whole demeanor, bro. He, he's out there. Ready to he's lay it all on line. He's motivated." He's it's, he's ready it's to that, die, bro. He's ready to that, die. In that it's regime. that immigrant mentality. It's just like that. Yeah. He's just like he's he'll do it all, yeah. man. And that, that's not saying anything on Stepe. Stepe, you know, looks pretty good too. But it's just the guy oh, yeah. is like he's just overbearing. Like he, you know, what I mean, when he walks in, like you can only notice him. It's like Shaq walking in a room or something. Like you have to notice him because he's fucking. He ripped. he made Stepe, which is probably the greatest heavyweight ever in the UFC, look like a child. Like the way he just manhandled them that whole fight, you would have never thought that they fought before and Stipe won. Like you would have never thought. Nganu came in here a different man. He he learned from his two losses against uh, Stipe and Derek Lewis, and he came in here and he just he dominated like from the jump. He even out wrestled Stipe, and Stipe is a division yeah. two ch- like wrestler and got, like Stipe is a world class wrestler. He even beat Nganu in wrestling. But Nganu, he stepped up his wrestling because he was known as a striker because obviously the world record for the hardest punch. like, yep. And he stepped up as a striker. Stipe went in. And I remember specifically this this move right here was like Nganu is going to win this. Like as soon as I saw this move, Stipe went for the double leg. Nganu sp- sprawled perfectly and then rotated, got Side behind step, him, yeah. Yeah. got behind him picked him up and threw him down to the ground and started pounding him. I was like that moment right there was like, that was the one thing Stipe had over him. And he just made him look like a junior high fucking wrestler yeah. wrestling Bro. a division yeah, one. Like that moment, spin. that moment that was- there was like, holy shit. Cause it Stipe is no joke. And the fact that he did that to him was like, it's over. Like it's over. Yeah. Like, as like, that was my notes from uh, the first round. Nganu gets a nice clutch. They clutched up, and uh, he did, like, a great wrestling move. Where he, he, like, threw his hips to the side next to him, and he got behind him. So, like, you know, before Stipe was attacking, but then when Nganu countered, I was like, oh, shit. Like, that was the, the turnaround moment. Um, then uh, I put a nice couple uh, couple punches against the cage, lands a big left foot to Stipe's face. Nganu oh, yeah. throws the pace. And Nganu was, like, cornering. He was, you know how boxers, they corner when a boxer's trying to move and they, like, step in a way to get him? Mm-hmm. I felt like Nganu was, like, controlling the fight in that way, like, when they're trying to stand up. Uh, not in the clutch, but um, he did a great job. And I gave the round to Nganu, um, and I was like, Stipe needs to wake up and push the fight because Nganu was bringing him to that first, you know, that first round. It wasn't even close, dude. It wasn't yeah. even close. And then we go to round two. This is my next tweet. It says, it's <laughs> over. Straight right from Nganu. Really fucked it's up Stipe. Over. Stipe couldn't recover, folded backwards, and I think he like landed on his leg. He Dude looked like he tore his ACL. Nasty. He looked like yeah. he tore his ACL. He fucking it fell was... back, and his left knee just like, like you ever see somebody fall backwards and their knee gets like super stretched, yeah, like, all over like, like, like yeah, right. it was, yeah. it was bad. Dude. He he knocked the fucking dog shit out of him. It was. <laughs> and then my last tweet was uh, he uh, uh, Nganu uh, lands an extra hammer fist for the road. Nganu's the new champ. 
Um, so I think this is overall like domination by Ngannou, but I think people, I mean, what did you expect uh, Julian coming into this? Like, did you think Ngannou was going to be a fair, like equal? I thought it was, I thought it was going to be close. I really did. I mean, obviously Ngannou came in here being the favorite, but I was like, man, this is Stipe. I mean, he's already beat him. He like, yeah. I just didn't think it'd be a clinic like fucking Ngannou. Like I, I, I didn't like, I thought there was a possibility it was any man's fight for sure. I thought maybe Nanganu had the edge because I felt like he was coming in as a different man. And like also Sipe's fought Daniel Cormier three times in a row before yeah, that. Move coming into that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know. It was, I thought it was, but like the way that fight ended up, I did not expect it to just be a fucking clinic, like on all levels, striking, wrestling, take that. Like it was unreal. It was extremely impressive. And I don't see how anybody gets close to beating him like and it's funny too because i'm like you know john jones is watching this shit and he's like fuck that he's like because stipe is bigger than john jones and ninganu looked like a grown man compared to stipe and and gana would use fucking bones jones as a toothpick that's the size difference they have i mean and that's right like you said like ninganu's looking like his best self that's what you want these fighters to come in every fight as their best self. Some unfortunately some of these dudes have bad nights. And you know John I mean? Jones is historically for not kind of sh- known for like not wanting to show up all, at all times and fight at 100%. Yeah. And also don't I remember uh he was I think his toes were taped up. So uh Ngano had like some toe I think his right foot uh, his toes were taped up. I'm like, "Oh man, that that might not be good because you know, if you got to plant a punch or if you're doing kicks and stuff, like that's going to affect you fighting." But I mean, he just clearly he easily clearly won. Uh, the fight so um i mean big ups and guy i was gonna ask you who's next but it seems like the only two names that i'm here are john bone jones and who's the other one Julie? Derek lewis because Derek lewis already beat him Derek lewis is on a streak he just beat curtis blades so the only lot to me i think the true contender is Derek lewis but i think they want the john's bones jones that's the money fight. fight that's the money fight the enthusiast fight is Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis has earned it. He's beaten him. He hasn't lost. Like he, he earned, like he deserves that fight. That might happen. Like, um, like right now, like apparently what just came out was UFC approached John Jones. They said, John Jones, 10 million. And he was like, that ain't it chief. Like he was like, he's like, apparently like UFC lawyer hit up John Jones. He was like, um, 10 million. And he's like, that's too low. And that was the last thing. John Jones said that yeah. was the last he's heard of it. He, he tweeted, uh, I think he tweeted that night. He's like, show me the money. I think he tweeted, he put on Twitter. Was that to go so, against Ngannou or just? And Ngannou. To go against Ngannou. No, because John Jones, he's already said that he's done with light heavyweight. He's, if he's, he's going to risk his legacy going against his top contender, he's gonna, of course he's going to want more money than that. $10 million guaranteed. Oh, so yeah. Like, he's going to get his shit. Because the thing is, John Jones more. is actually going to have to work now. <laughs> yeah. John Jones, he's, because the thing is, and that's what's always bothered me with John Jones is like he's so much better than if what his previous fights have shown because he's like there's some fights where you just look at him like well first off him versus Gustafson was one of the best fights I've ever watched the one that is and um, a lot of people think that he didn't come in there really on his best I think he had like short note I don't remember the story of what that was it's been a while now but a lot of said people said he didn't come into his best the most recent fight he had with Dominic Reyes. A lot of people said that he didn't really come into his best. He just barely won that. I think he even lost it. I think the only reason why he won that fight was because he was the champ. 
and Dominic Reyes didn't like show enough to prove that they should give it to him. But like John Jones is going to really have to step up. And I mean, there's going to be a huge size advantage. I think John Jones might be taller, but the muscle, like the dude, like fucking Nganu's walking at 250. He's gonna and he looks gonna like, wrestle? like Nganu's no, walking at 250 and he looks like 12% body fat, like 12, 10%. Like he, at 250, like John Jones probably walks at like 225, 230. Like, I don't see how he's like, uh, yeah, I mean, he, you better give him That's a cool. fucking paycheck. And granted, they are going to make a shit ton of money. And I think 10 million might be a little like low, especially this is John Jones. John Jones and McGregor are your two biggest draws to the UFC. So, like, but yeah. I'm curious to see if it happens. Um, I think if John, I think if it doesn't happen soon, they're going to give it to Derek Lewis. But I think the only way this John Jones thing happens is if they come up with a deal, which it looks like UFC is going to want to. Yeah, but man. I don't know. John Jones has a fought in a while now too. It's been a, it's been a good bit now. Been over a year. So we'll know. see, man. We shall yeah. see at the next UFC. We'll we'll keep in t- you know keep you abreast of all the news coming out the UFC. Abreast. But I want to talk about today because today is. MLB opening day, everybody. Congratulations. We're free, finally here. You ever know when it's opening day in the MLB? It's uh, officially spring. The so best officially spring. The best in the world, yeah, guys. it's officially spring when baseball sure, starts. Bro. Listen, man, growing up in New York, you know, it's cold. You're, you're waiting. You know, it feels like 12 months, that cold winter. You know, baseball starts. The weather gets a little better. And there's nothing better than Yankees season opener. So first, first you before we get into the Mets. it. You said you grew up going to the Mets games. Yeah, you know, there was two. You should take the train to to Flushing. You should go take a train. They'll bring you on school trips, you know, to the the (laughs) school trips because the tickets were so cheap, bro. You know, we weren't blessed enough to get free tickets to the Yankees. I thought the Mets do do well, though, don't they? Up there. Uh, in terms of what attendance or yeah attendance playoff. don't they do don't they do well? fair enough, yeah. there, there's there are plenty of Mets fans out there in the city you know obviously with like eight million plus people you know yeah. their games are you know they're pretty full I don't say because usually every with them playing the Marlins I want to say like they don't yeah, do nah. I don't think they're good as the Yankees but I think they do yeah, pretty well though compared you know to where the Marlins attendance were uh nah the Mets like <laughs> yeah. I said you know it's still a pretty popular team in New York. Obviously, the you know the favorites are the Yankees. You know more historic there, but like there are plenty of Mets fans out there. Like there are there are a ton. There are a lot. So I just want to take a moment, real quick, for uh, you and I, JoJo, to uh, kind of just put our hands together, applaud Julian, and Julian saw a baseball game today. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Tip my hat to you, brother. So I actually but, uh, used to watch baseball all the time, but recently. The past couple of years, I just haven't put the time. High school, I used to watch it a lot. It's just, man, I don't know. The Marlins have had a rough go these past few years. Last year looked like it was finally promising. We'll see coming into this year. They've already lost the opening day 1-0 to zero to the Tampa Bay. That's the game they're referring to that I watched. It was one of the most boring fucking games I watched. It wasn't nothing happened until a homer got hit by a Tampa Bay uh, player. But uh, I, I, I do want to watch some more, though. Uh, like I, like I said, I used to watch, there's a period, like I have my spurts cause there's like periods where in my life where I've watched like almost every game from the Marlins. And then there's some games where I just, I don't watch it all. Sometimes. You know, all I say is, obviously one, it's going to be a long season, right? You got 160 games Two, you know, look who their first, you know, game was against, you know, Tampa Bay Rays who just came out of the world series. So, I mean, one zip, not a bad yeah. look for the Marlins, you know, loss is a loss, but. And especially. 
I was going to say too, especially a lot of the times, like you're not part of the MLB Illuminati, like the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Giants, like Marlins is kind of just like one of those other teams. So it's like, it's one of those where it's not often that they're, they're pretty good. You know what I'm saying? So, it gets, yo, you got to believe in that five-year plan, bro. I think we're like on year three or four of that five-year yo, plan. The, uh, it, I don't know if you saw it. They changed the name of the stadium. They did. Interesting, bro. They I sold right it. Down the corner from they there sold too. Lone Depot Park. Ugly-ass name, but like... <laughs> Listen, man. And you know, I was actually waiting for But it's this. bringing a lot of money. Was, Apparently, it's, it's a lot. I was talking about it the other day. And I was like, listen, like, Marlins Park was never named. You know, and you know where a lot of money comes in. You know, and buying out the name, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. The market, and, I, and I knew with you know Jeter's ownership, you know, they're 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 clearing house, they're they're changing a lot of things. I'm like, it's going to happen. Why? Because that's revenue right there. You know, going to the organization, simply renaming, you know, the park. You know, so I was waiting for that to be honest. Damn, they, so, should, uh, they missed out on the opportunity for Hard Rock Park. They missed out, man. That would have been lit. What the hell is Lone Depot? They don't have that, any uh, casinos. Don't, don't ever say that again. <laughs> Hard Rock no. Park. That's so, crap. I'm sorry. That Hard Rock's crap. better than Lone Depot. Listen, like, all right, I agree, but you had all day to think of that. and you Honestly, just came Rock. up with that. I just came up with that. I don't know. Cafe <laughs> Bustelo <laughs> Park. <laughs> Yo, Hard JoJo, so, Rock so what are you Park. <laughs> what are you looking forward to, JoJo, uh, this this uh, season? Uh, what time are you looking at? Uh, what do you what do you think about the season going forward? Listen, man, you know, obviously diehard Yankee, you know, all that good stuff. But our drought needs to end. For for me right now, with the expectations, with with the players we have, you know, with the money we have, everything, everyone we got in free agency, you know, resigning players, like it's 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 a title or nothing. I hundred percent like. Yankees fans have been waiting since 09. I was a freshman in high school. That's the last time we won. Damn, like that 09. sucks. I skipping school, you know, going to that parade. And i that's what I personally feel like. Uh, we're set up for success, man. You know, last season, we had four of the best hitters in the league. Luke Voigt, home run champ. DJ LeMayu, a batting title. Uh, we had, obviously, you know, Stanton and Judge. Judge right there and then we lacked you know kind of you know in our pitching you know we had a call on the mound today our starter you know we're waiting for you know severino to come back uh from being injured but you know we have the pieces in play for a title not playoff run a title we just have to get it done yeah. you know what I mean? that's my expectations for this season i personally feel like it's going to be east coast west coast you know, battle of the Giants is going to be Yankees, Dodgers. I feel like it's going to make another run. Yeah. You know, the Dodgers the are the favorite right now coming into yeah. the season. I think some of the top teams, you know, obviously I'm going to be following the Marlins just because, I mean, they made a lot of roster changes. So I'm going to wait and see about who I'm going to get hyped for. Um, but they do have a couple little players that are, are pretty nice. Um, obviously, our biggest rival is going to be like the Braves, who uh, I expect to do well uh, this year. Uh, going back to the playoffs, going making a deep playoff run. But yeah, I think you know what's funny? Not to interrupt you, everyone sleeps on the Braves. Whenever you look at the power rankings and predictions, I'm how teams are gonna do. They got season, a young team. They always sleep on the Braves, and then the, the the Braves come up either winning the division or coming second place in the yeah. division. 
They, they got a good. They got a young team. That's the thing about them. They got a They got a pretty good team, and they're pretty young. So you know, you hopefully you can keep those pieces together and keep making runs. Because yeah. historically, that's what the Braves always do. They always make playoff runs. You know, but they always win the pennant uh, in, in the division, at least with the Marlins. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. I don't. I don't. I mean, I think the Braves are the favorite. I mean, they are the favorite, but like, I don't see them beating the Braves. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like I guess I'm not gonna get too high for them. We're looking for a wild card position, but isn't it expanded yeah. now? Officially, uh, I think it should season? be. Yeah, the only the Which only about news I saw time. Was, God. Yeah, the only news I saw in the news was uh they changed the baseballs actually, so they're they're gonna like fly a few feet a few feet less uh, than before. I guess it, from like 375 feet they're gonna fly less, so I guess they changed how it's made. Um, but Why they should do that? They, they'll probably uh, because they don't want to see too many home. They say they hit too many home runs. Um, That's but, what um, makes baseball exciting. Like, why yeah. would you? Why do you think the two early two the late nineties era with Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa was so like exhilarating? It was like baseball at its peak was because of the fact they were hitting home runs all the fucking time. Like, will McGuire beat the record? Will Barry Bonds beat the record? Like, yeah. So you- I think the the biggest team I want to see this year, JoJo. I want to get your opinion. I I, I want to see. I don't think they're going to win. Like you said, I think it's going to be LA uh, again. Hopefully the Yankees. I, I do like the Yankees. Uh, but what do you think about San, uh, the Padres? They're they're being ranked high in the power ranking. I, this uh, is a team that I'm not going to be into. I just want to see what they're going to do because they, they seem to make a lot of moves in the offseason. Yeah, so I was going to say, with all their offseason moves, they're definitely a team to watch, right? There's going to be, you know, baseball. Anything can happen in the playoffs. We know that. Teams are going to make a run for it. And, you know, we're obviously going for the, you know, two obvious powerhouses that, you know, can make the run. But, like, Padres is 100% there. Like 100%. They made the right moves to set them up for success in ways I feel like, you know, to become relevant. But now it's just to see how they play because any any team could look good on paper, right? You can have the yeah. biggest names, but if they don't show out, it kind of means nothing. So they have a lot to prove, obviously, with their signings and who they have. Um, and the game's going to speak for themselves this season. No. Uh, my no. sleeper team this year, man, obviously I was going to go with the Padres as well. But um, I see the Braves making a run, um, and I I also see uh, you know the Blue Jays on you know, and it, it it's hard to say it, it's for a Yankee fan to say that they're not yeah. division or anything. We actually lost them today, bro. Their offense is unreal. The yeah. players they have, you know, the thing is they're gonna um struggle pitching, right? They lost their closer. Um, they don't have too many great starters. Uh, but that they were they were saying you know maybe the offensive power would keep them in the games. Uh, we only give up what we. We lost three two today, you know what I mean. Uh, but that first five they have batting is, is pretty impressive. That's the thing with the AL East. The AL East is probably the, one of the most competitive. You know, with the you know Yankees, with the Red Sox, uh, Blue Jays. That's one of the most competitive. Yeah, you got Tampa in there as well too. Yeah. You know, Tampa's in there and they just came back from World Series. You know, basically off their pitching. Um, so it's definitely a tough division, and you know the Blue Jays been recruiting man to keep up with the Yankees. Whatever Yankees, you know, making these postseason, um, these offseason moves, uh, Blue Jays man, they're trying to get just as stacked, at least to compete offensively. Yeah. So, so that's my, that's it. My uh, oh, let me let me get my picks in. Let me get my picks in. Okay, <laughs> you got your picks. What you got? All right, so I my my two sleeper teams from the AL and the NL. Well, I could, I don't want to say sleeper for the NL, but like one of the teams that, well, the Dodgers are the favorite, but I wouldn't say the Braves are a sleeper team, but I, I'm going for the Braves. And then for my AL, I'm going with the White Sox. I think the White Sox are going to be pretty good this season. They're up and coming. They're probably going to win the AL Central. Um, they're 
biggest competition and there's the twins. So I, I like the White Sox. I think they're gonna they're gonna do some work. They're finally going to uh surpass the rain in Chicago with the Cubs owning it for the past few years. And it looks like the Cubs are finally gonna fall off. But All right. that's bold. I, I like I like the White the White Sox I think are gonna win the division. And I think they Guaranteed. can make I think they can make a run against the Yankees. I think they can. That's a drilling mean, guarantee, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, six, uh, I think it's, it's their turn, man. It's their you turn. Like I said, Chicago, yeah. Chicago's been. He said Cubs, it here first. The Cubs <laughs> lost a lot of people. They, I mean, they're not. I don't think they're gonna be. They might. They're gonna be like an average team, probably. But the Cubs, uh, it's their time to own the city. Not the Cubs, All the right. Sox. So I want to get to the next topic. That's MLB baseball. We'll keep you abreast of all the games going on. Let's go. Uh, uh, I just wanted to bring up a topic real quick because we talked about it last time was Lamarcus Aldridge signing to the Nets because you know he he got that buyout and he was a free agent. He's like, oh, he's gonna spec- and people were expecting him to go to the Heat, the Miami Heat, but he he signs with the I was gonna say New York Nets, it's the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> uh, and Jojo, I just want to well. get your thoughts on <laughs> on the super team that is in your hometown of Buffalo. I mean Brooklyn. Listen, I know I should be a lot more excited because you know I mean. Brooklyn native, but I'm also a LeBron fan, so that's going to be tough. Man, that's good for the city. It is what it is. They already got the super team. Now, again, just the last thing they can do, man, is embarrass us and not play to their full potential in the playoffs and not make it to the finals. From what I see, if they lose the finals to the Lakers, I don't think that's a complete embarrassment. I just feel like they need to get there, right? Because, again, in the East – Look what happened to the Bucks last season. They kind of got upset. You know what I mean? You don't want to be the best team, you know, on that side and then lose. Let's say, the, I don't know, 76ers or even the Bucks for that matter with KD, Kyrie, Harden, Blake Griffin. Like, that's just ridiculous. But wasn't the whole right idea. Now, the city, man, I say, you know, it's enjoy it. Enjoy it right now. Enjoy the regular season. Enjoy them beating down on these other teams the way Golden State was a few years back, and the fans were just loving it. So I say, you know, Brooklyn's had a rough couple years back. These last ten years have been terrible, you know. And for the real fans that really stuck it out and you know kept it going, hey, it's your time to shine and just enjoy it. Well, I was gonna say too, like, wasn't the whole reason, like, wasn't the deal supposed to be that he was going to the Heat and then he like backed out of it or something like that, or was that projected? Because no. I thought no, the whole no. thing is they came up with a deal with the Spurs no, no, no. to do that. No, it wasn't like a signing trade. It was he basically got bought out. And he was a free agent. Um, he was expected because he said he was gonna. I think I saw in the, in the news he's gonna go talk to different teams, but people were like thinking that uh, they made enough space. Miami Heat made enough space to cover. Um, that sucks, dude. That's a huge. But it's not bad because if you had to pick a prospect of more likely to go to the finals, who do you say, the Heat or or the Nets? You know what I mean? Although I am a Heat fan, you know, obviously the Nets are stacked. So if I wanted to, you know, uh, being an older guy, maybe I'm not the, my prime. Maybe I can still contribute, you know, I yeah. have to be the number one guy. I mean, obviously I'm going to go to a higher prospect who, who somebody's going to make it in the finals. Like, I mean, you think uh, they're going to show up? You think they're going to show up though, the Nets? Or you think they it's some of those? Don't. 100%, bro. Because you got to think who's really playing, bro. You got James Harden, KD, yeah. Kyrie. Well, KD's out right now. Uh, you know, that's right. exactly. These guys, you know, they've been out because of injuries and they're still winning. Yeah. They're still Dude, I feel winning. like KD's always fucking hurt, man. I feel like he's always hurt. Like every time I look over, this man's hurt. Hey, man, he's a seven 
foot slim guy, player. You know? If he has any tweak in the knee or ankle, it's or like every year, man, I hear something. I almost oh. want, like, I, I do. A part of me feels like, is this like he's hurt? Like, get some more like time. He's not on the court all the time. And that's well, the big question, man. Yeah. Kind that of might. Out uh, I know he's just had a. And you ask me why I don't out. watch most of the regular season because it's some shit like that. That happens a lot, man. That, well, I, I feel like it's happening a lot more often is modern day basketball, right? Um, they, you know, they were it. talking about it, how back in the day, man, you, you wouldn't miss a game in the season. Like you, you'll do what you got to do. You know, you're not going to take time off. You're, you're applauded for that. You're applauded for that. Like if yeah, you're able you know, to, but then again, you have to think they're making a lot more money now. Um, so they're more valuable. And if you have something going on, you're going to sit right. You're an asset. Well, you know, that, and it's, it's just a, players league too yeah i was gonna say too it's just a players league it's one of those where it's like i don't like the coach i almost like i'm obviously this isn't the case but i almost feel like coaches almost have no respect like or get no respect i should say it's just one of those where it's just like it's such a players league it's like all right i'm gonna sit out this game like it's just one of those and it's just the nature of the sport too it's just kind of how it is It's, it's, it's not a super super team oriented sport so, I mean, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I expect them to go to the finals. If they fall short, it's going to be a complete failure. Who would beat them? The if who, who has the best chance? It's going to be L.A. I mean, if, if, if no, they in the to, East, and to, to, stop the them East? From, to stop them from the finals. Maybe, Sixers, maybe the Bucks, if they show up. Maybe the Bucks, maybe if, the Sixers. I don't really trust them. If the, if, the, if, if, if the Sixers show up, because the Sixers seem to never show up in the playoffs. They so, can't get past that second round, man. It's like so a little we'll be, going on. We'll be watching more games as we get closer and closer to the uh, the playoffs. Uh, I just want to bring in real quick, just fly through and talk about NHL. The Florida Panthers were on Let's the prowl. We just came off of a six-game losing streak, but now we're on a three-game winning streak today. Okay. They're currently playing. The They're Detroit playing right Rams. now. I actually have yeah. it on, and it's one-one. Because it was one-one. Period. One-one in second period. So. Panthers are on top of the league. I just want to bring this up to mention because Jojo, I'm trying to pin you down to get you recorded on the podcast. When are we going to a game? You already told me you're going on vacation. Guess what? There's other games before that. When are we All going right, to we'll a plan ahead. Game? So let, let's see how, you know, it's a new month. See if we get something going in April. Yeah. See if my schedule's free. I'll, I'll go to a game. I'll All go right, support. Jojo, real quick. Like, you asked me, like, and I, I've always gave my reasons to why, like, I might not watch certain, like, why I may not watch a lot of regular season basketball, a lot of regular season baseball, but why okay. don't you watch hockey at all? Like, hockey is so exhilarating. It's so fun to watch. The fighting, okay. the aggression, this, the 100%. Here's the- and I, real, real quick, real quick, too. I will say, too, the one thing I I love about hockey, even though I don't watch it that much, but I love about it, it's like, you don't get that issue with the NBA where it's like people kind of play at 70, 80%. Hockey, it's like, it doesn't matter what, it could be like the third game of the season out of 80 games and they're going 100% going hard as fuck. And I, I love that. I love that a lot. But go ahead. All right. So one, I'm not 100% against hockey. Two, it just comes down to preference. If there's a hockey game and an NBA game on, I'm going to watch the NBA game because they usually play around the same time on different channels, and I'm not going to put hockey over. Now, if there was a situation where that was the only thing on and I'm really, I really want to watch a sports game, I would sit down and watch a hockey game. I wouldn't skip over it. 
But again, you know, same season NBA going on. They usually play at the same time, obviously different channels. But uh, let's see. Maybe there'll be more games available. Obviously, they have that deal with ESPN. And if I'm scrolling through, there might be more hockey on. So I guess it's also, you know, availability of the games, you know, being able to watch besides like the local ones. So, you know, if they have these games on ESPN or the bigger networks, I sit down and watch a game. But you know what might also help, you know, and Gabe, you know, kind of through that and sparking the interest is going to a live game. But like if I oh, go dude, to a live game, awesome. kind of it, I, I'd be more into it. So I, I'm down for that this month to check it Wearing out. Wearing a hoodie, getting cold, oh like, and you go in there. It's Well, from the no- nosebleeds, it's, it's not that cold. It's pretty normal. But, but like, but once yeah. you get down lower, it's, it's, it's pretty dope. You know what no, my dream is? So let's go check it out. You know, my my dream is I want to go to one of the winter classics. I, I think that'd be fucking awesome. You know what I'm talking about, Gabe? I know. I don't know if you guys know. What are they? Is it like uh, where they, they play outside? Okay. Well, I've seen oh, yeah, I've seen those games. Where they play outside, like they'll play at like Ringley Field or like yeah. uh, Yankee Stadium or like yeah, they play outside. They won't be doing that now because it's springtime. Well, yeah, not now, that, but like yeah. they do it in like. February and it, those, I would I always thought that'd be so awesome to watch like going to see a Blackhawks game in Ringley Field like you know how crazy that probably is like but uh yeah I just want to bring it up because the Panthers are actually pretty good and there's actually some good teams in our division right now we're tied in first place we're we're up there with uh the Lightning so I wanted to go to a Lightning game but we'll have to find another one um, didn't they uh, win the yeah. championship Tampa Bay last yeah. season yeah mm-hmm they're they're tied they're tied in first for uh 50 points and then right behind them 49 points i believe is we got the carolina hurricanes and then uh, yes i think it's the hurricanes so they're they're actually playing pretty good in a pretty tough division like they're up there with with the best yeah because this is a a shake-up of the divisions too i think to prepare for the new seattle team um but the divisions are so like um they're so tight like it's it's really really competitive yeah hurricanes are right behind us with 49 points the predators are at 39 so it's not close so so right top now three teams uh for the panthers to make the playoffs oh they're pretty are much they in they're 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 pretty much in um as long as they, they keep about- the the road yeah. that they're going on like i said they're on a three-game win streak and uh there's about playing. 15 or 15 or 20 games left so but they're they're pretty much expected yeah and they're um, they playing just, the red wings right now and the red wings are one of the worst teams in the league and do you guys know the last time the panthers made the playoffs or no Ooh, 1995 wild card no no they no 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 they they made it a couple years ago it was like 2016 or something like that was, i remember being in college i was in college it was like my freshman i feel like they're always five games out of the playoffs no i i swear five games out they were they were in the playoffs like a couple years a few years ago. It's been a minute. I, I just, we're gonna see right now. I'm about to fact check. It was like Yager's last year. It was Yager's last year. The Florida Panthers last made the playoffs in 2016. So 2016. good memory. Yeah, because I re- I, I remember Roger Yager kind of had like this like came from the grave type of moment, and he's like you know he was like he was 40. pretty good. He was, he was like 40. Yeah, he was, he was, old. Like, he was, he was like 42. And obviously, this wasn't prime Yager, but like. Yeah, I mean that was like the last time they made a run. There, he was playing decent, and like the team was playing pretty good. They weren't good enough to beat anything. But the thing with hockey, though, man, it is—it's not like basketball or like baseball. It's one of those where it's literally any man's fucking game to win. Like the Kings won the Stanley Cup. Not yeah, the Kings won the Stanley Cup as an eight seed. 
like a, a, a bunch yeah. of years ago. Like it's one of those eight seeds beat one seeds all the time, which is like in basketball. That's like completely yeah. rare. Yeah. You know what I see though a lot? Um, Obviously, you know, when playoff time comes around, you see highlights, everything like that. Uh, A lot of hockey games in the playoffs goes at uh, seven game series. They go to game seven. It's lot. really close. It's really, and you'll, like I said, you'll see seven and two seeds go to game seven and like take it to a shootout. And then like, yeah. Oh man, I would love to see a shoot. I haven't, I haven't seen, I've only been to one hot. Well, when I was a kid, we had a minor league team in Jacksonville and I used to see those a lot, the Jacksonville Barracudas and um, they're no longer, they're disbanded. And now it's like a new team, the Jacksonville Icemen, which are actually owned by Tim Tebow. Wow. Fact, or part owner by Tim Tebow. Um, but yeah, then I went to one a few, I think it was that season that they went to the playoffs and um, yeah, they're, it, I would love to see a shootout, especially if I'm, I'm going to, if Gabe, would you be down to go to a playoff game? I want to go to a playoff game. Yeah, we can. I just want to go to a regular game because JoJo's never been. So I want to you know, yeah. take him to I bet you, I bet you a playoff game would be hype, yeah. dude. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We're following it. Like I said, they have like 15 or 20 games left. Uh, nine on the end of the season is going to end the, uh, probably early April. Um, but that's it for hockey. I just want to bring that up real quick. Uh, quick NFL news. NFL going to 17 games. Julian. Word. Hold on, real quick. To me, I don't even know the reasoning behind it. So maybe Julian can elaborate a little bit. I don't More know money. Process another game. week. Another week of income. Football's I mean, keen, man. Crazy. No, nobody comes they, close to the amount of revenue NFL puts in. And one more week. A lot of players are not happy about this because it's one of those two. Like when you get to like week sixteen, man, these players are like dead. So there's a lot of talk of possibility a second bye week. Yes, so that makes we'll sense. we'll we'll see if that happens. It it might happen, um, but I mean the players can also blame the NFLPA because I mean that was part of the new CBA rules. So um, they also there's a couple there's a couple a lot of things happened too. There was the 17 game season, and then there was um, there was something with the refs. I can't remember. Fuck, I hate that my mind's drawing a blank on this. It was something with the reviews. Man, I I don't know why I, mean, I can't we'll, remember. You this. will hear it at the beginning of the season if you can't. Think yeah, of it. it's it's we'll, something. It was something. There was one other thing. There was a lot of stuff that they talked about and voted on, but the, I remember there was something with the reps, and my mind's drawn a blank on it. But yeah, man, I mean, it's just more money. Another week of football. Jojo, what do you what are your thoughts on seventeen games? How do you feel about that? I mean, aside from the money aspect, I I don't see a reason for it. I mean, maybe for fans, right? You know, give us another game for the season. But like Julian said, by week sixteen, we're ready for playoffs, right? We're already drawn to that. I don't know how that affects, um, I guess, the standings. Like, is yeah, adding another going, game. No more eight and eight. No more eight and eight. It's, it's you know, seven and, and eight. I was going to think that, right? Right. You're going to have the teams that are either over 500 or under 500 now. Mm-hmm. That's Or they still can be hunt, if they can tie. They can still ties. <laughs> All right. That does happen. That does happen. But, like, you're going to have you're gonna have nine and eight. You're going to have yeah. eight and nine. Yeah, it's going to be no more eight and eight. It's going to be a little weird. Um, Unless you're eight but, and eight and one, obviously, which um, could happen. So- so what so what the 17th game is supposed to be and i'm curious to see how long they do that i think the only reason why they did this this season was because of the fact um they already made the your opponents because they um what nfl always says like right when the season ends you already know who opponents you have the schedule's not out yet probably for another month it'll come out is it a is it a non-divisional game or is it yeah a so it's going to be um a conference game or a non-divisional it's a it's a cross divisional game of whatever okay. your equivalent is. So, um, sample AFC South, um, we're gonna face 
<clears throat> you face the position of what you placed last year to the equivalent of the NFC version of you. Wow. If that okay. makes sense. So That's, the okay. Jaguars were fourth in the in the AFC South. So we're gonna face the fourth in the NFC South, which is the oh, Falcons. Okay. So you, obviously, you know, you don't know when, but they're just throwing that game in there. That's going to be the seventeenth game. That's going to be the final game. Yeah, because oh. you know the divisional games. I think they're. I think they're doing that because I. I'm sure they're already building the schedules and figuring out TV deals because they just signed the new TV deal, like we talked about a couple yeah. weeks ago. So I think they're they're planning things out. What's who's going to have Monday night games? Yeah, and this yeah. and this was just kind of spurred in. So like, I think that's going to be the next game. It depends if that's going to be the last. I think they're going to keep that model, but I don't know if it's going to be the last game every year for the for foregone conclusion, foregone future. Because I think people like having the final game be a division game. Because a lot of times it really matters. A lot of times that six that week sixteen game or week seventeen game yeah, comes um, down for the playoffs. It, it's a playoffs I mean? to win the division, playoffs, especially yeah. the trash ass NFC. I mean, look at the Dolphins. The Dolphins had to beat the Bills right there, and it was a divisional game. Or um, even like uh, when the when the Chiefs got in because the Dolphins, I forget what team they beat uh, at the, like last week because they announced it over the stadium and they show all the Chiefs fans clapping because yeah. they locked. Which in their- which I I really hope that they after this season they go back to that because I like the last game being the divisional game because sometimes it really matters like especially yeah. in the NFC East where everybody's garbage like you know. Like, so but. that's it for football. I mean, we're gonna talk about it more obviously as the sport goes on, but we're leading up. Uh, to the NFL draft, which means uh, recently we just had everybody else got done with their pro day, uh, football pro days. So, Julian, what did you see on the internet? Because the only thing I saw was Jamar Chase ran a 4 3. That's all I saw today. Dude, every, I, I mean, the ESPN, CB, all these motherfuckers, like, you can go online right now and all you're seeing is draft stuff, new mock drafts. Like, it's it's so funny, like, how big draft culture is. Like, it's, I, and I love it. I love the draft time. Like, I love projecting. I love looking at film. Like, I, I love it. So, like, now this is, like, the time of the year where everybody looks fucking spectacular, like, with their pro days and stuff. And I watched um, I watched Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Zach Wilson, which are three of the top five prospects that are supposed to be in the first round, top of the first round. And, uh, bro, I'll tell you what, man. I watched Zach Wilson throw that fucking ball, and that guy is unreal. Like, he literally reminds me of Aaron Rodgers. Like he he really does. Like the way he flicks that shit. Like you ever had the, and then he had like this one highlight where design play where he had him run out to the side and he like faded and like threw it across field for like 50 yards. Dude, that guy that guy has a fucking arm and it just has a super quick release. Like super quick. And then I saw the Justin Fields one and man, Justin Fields, I remember coming into the, this offseason and it was Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Like that that was that was the thing. Like everybody's like Justin Fields is is yeah. number 2 foregone conclusion. But man, ever since this whole thing has gone by, this man's fell down. He was like from 2 then Zach Wilson jumped into to 2 and then he went down to 3 and then Trey Lance went to 4 and now he's like 5 and it's like damn the disrespect that this man got. But granted, I'm not the biggest Justin Fields guy. I think he's really inconsistent. He's pretty accurate on the deep ball. But he just ran the second fastest forty um, since RG three, yep, or the, the fastest forty since RG three, which is the second fastest ever. Um, but wasn't it was it hands specifically, huh? or wasn't it for a quarterback specifically? Yeah, for a quarterback. Yeah, for a quarterback. For a qu- yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to say that. Yeah, and um, but it. I think it was hand time though. So yeah, 
who knows? Like it's one of those where versus like if that was at the combine, RG three ran that at the combine. And granted, Kyler Murray didn't run at the combine. Um, who else didn't run at the combine recently? That was a big pick. I know Kyler Murray was the obviously he's hella fast. I'm curious what yeah. he would have ran at a forty time. But uh, yeah, I mean Justin Fields looks he's a, he's definitely the most athletic out of everybody coming in in the draft. But I think what scares a lot of teams, apparently rumors are coming out that he was like the guy who was last one. He was the last one in and the first one out. And a lot of people don't like that. And like, there's just all kinds of shit coming. We'll see what actually happens draft slander. days. I, I really feel like the 49ers are going to take him at three. I don't think you move all the way up. And you don't like, and a lot of, I saw like, uh, what's his name? Um, Todd McShay do a mock draft and they had, Mac Jones going three. I'm like, there's no fucking way that guy's going three. Like, there's no way. There's Listen, no man, way that guy's going three. Some people make these uh these picks to, to troll and to dude you know, these these that's the funniest <laughs> yeah. thing with draft season because like they are they hate like anytime there's like a foregone conclusion with number one, which is usually most of the time, especially like last year with Joe Burrow, this year with Trevor Lawrence. It's like one of those where they just like, fuck, like we don't know what to talk about. And now that Zach Wilson's almost locked into the Jets, like he's almost guaranteed to go there. Now it's like, shit, we're having less stuff to see. So like, fuck it, put Mac Jones at three. Like <laughs> there's no way Justin Fields should be picking in the, like he, he's a good guy. I don't, I personally wouldn't want to draft him personally, but I don't think he's that bad. I don't think he's that bad. I think he's just inconsistent. He reminds me of a Cam Newton. Like he he reminds me of Cam Newton. Like literally. Like that's the way. Jojo, did you see? Did you see anything? Uh, any players uh, that kind of sparked your interest, or anything that you saw? Any uh, players that are moving up on the boards, or nah? Because I didn't see really see much of it. Like I just saw Jamar Chase run. I'm like, okay. And then I heard wow. everybody's running four fours. Kyle <laughs> I mean, Pitts. Kyle really. Pitts is shooting up. Uh, people see. Yeah, people like Kyle Pitts. Where's he play at? Florida Pitt? tight end. Florida, Florida. Oh. So uh, that's it for NCAA football. Obviously, we'll cover more as we close NFL, the draft. man. I mean, NCAA is because I want to get to the next. I'm trying to see this is a transition. See, I'm a oh, professional. Oh, what's that? So we that, talk about a college football players. Let's talk about basketball football players. NCAA tournament, March Madness still going on. Final four. We got four teams Baylor facing Houston. UCLA facing Gonzaga. I pick Gonzaga because I know they're a basketball team and <laughs> they're historically pretty listen, good. I just want to start off players, but I picked them. Listen, so <laughs> listen, I just want to start off by saying I only got one team right going into that final four, and that was Gonzaga. RIP to my bracket. I was looking at it, and the accuracy on it was let's let's see the accuracy of my bracket, guys. Let's see, let's see this. Sad Bro, I, can't, I can't believe Michigan lost. Michigan was my pick. 26%. I was like, I got a 26% accuracy in my bracket. And in my final four, I had Gonzaga going against UConn. Obviously, I was going for UConn to go all the way. I had North Carolina. <laughs> you know what happened? North Carolina. You were destined to lose round. that bracket. Listen, <laughs> I, had, I had North Carolina going on final four. They lost in the first round as well, just like what? UConn. So I had two teams losing the first round. Never and picked this man as the NCAA basketball <laughs> picks. <laughs> Then I had Illinois, which, you know, they lost to Loyola. So, they got Gonzaga, UCLA, Baylor, Houston. Oh, man. I'm still I can't believe. That's a realistic pick. But don't sleep on that UCLA team, I man. can't believe they lost to Michigan. I can't believe they lost to Michigan, man. 
That's wild. Honestly, I think it's going to be uh, the Zags versus Baylor. Zags the favorite. Yeah, it's going to be those two. I think Zags yeah. going to win it. Go they just Zags. been dominant, man. They have nobody's even came. Oh, they're they undefeated. They've undefeated. just been dominant. Like, there's no way they lose. There's no way. I mean, you know, you never know in the tournament. That's all I got to say. Imagine if you Paul know. Roberts made it. Listen, Baylor's also number one seed, so, you know. upset a whole bunch of teams. So, that's going on this Saturday. Uh, We're going to watch it. Um, Are you going to watch it? Where are you going to watch it, JoJo? Are you going to be at home or are you working? Uh, Sometimes the time I get off work. I'll try to watch the game, of course. If you want to meet up, I'll meet you up somewhere. When is the game? Saturday. Four o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock and seven o'clock. Two games. Houston Baylor first at four. UCLA Gonzaga at seven. I'll watch it with you, uh. So I think I the more exciting it. game is going to be the Baylor Houston one because that's the one mm-hmm. in the two. Yeah, each other. So I think UCLA is going to get smoked by Gonzaga. Hey, you know, Gonzaga's done nothing but back. smoke people. Like, listen, I hate I hate seeing blowouts, especially in the tournament and in the Final Four. You don't want to see a blowout. So I hope UCLA. You know, they're there for a reason. I hope they actually put up a good fight. UCLA, I, I think, is the last eleven last eleven seed to get. Um, to the final four was, uh, I believe it was VCU in 2011. It was. So Which we shall see this Saturday. We'll bring you updated news from the tournament. Little Gonzaga, my bracket's doing pretty good because I picked Gonzaga last week and they won. Go UConn. They win again. Be 100% on my bracket. Let's go UConn. <laughs> win the final four. They're going to take it. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to bring up just real quick. Uh, also, basketball. Roy Williams retires. Julian want to bring this up because that's his team. Couldn't make the tournament. How do you uh, feel, Julian? Yeah. Thirty-three seasons, three titles, eighteen seasons feel? with uh, Carolina. Well, you uh, know, thirty-three coaching. 30, where did he coach beforehand? Shit, I don't remember. What doesn't matter? Um, yeah, man, it sucks. It's gonna be weird seeing somebody else over there. I mean, that guy's a legend. Like, I remember, like, the team that got me into being a UNC fan was it was it was the 05 season and when they won the championship. And then as a kid, I mean, I didn't really know much about players, but the time I remembered, like, players, and I probably one of the most dominant North Carolina teams ever was the 09 championship team. I mean, bro, that team was stacked. I mean, you had Ty Lawson – you had uh, Tyler Hansborough, which he was a really good college basketball player. Danny Green. And then you had, uh, what was that dude's name? Um, I have the roster here. Wayne Ellington. Like, that That team was good, man. Ellington. Yeah, he coached for Kansas the year before he went to North Carolina. Yeah, Kansas. Kansas. That's what it was. Yep, I remember that. Man, I, Tyler Zeller, I remember him. Like, wow. yeah, like that that team, like that 08-09 seasons, <laughs> Was so good. Oh nine was the last one because Tyler Hansbrough was a senior, Danny Green was a senior, and then Ty Lawson Wayne Ellington were juniors, but they went on to go uh to the draft. And man, yep. that that I remember that season being like, We're winning this. Like there's no way. Like they're just so good. And then uh, their last championship in uh twenty seventeen. And yeah, man, it sucks. I mean, we'll see. I'm sure we can find some up and coming guy who's won well. Apparently a lot of people are talking about this guy from uh, North Carolina Central or something like that. Apparently, he has a super good win percentage and he's been doing really well. But I'm curious to see um, who it is. I mean, maybe we do need a fresh face in there because the past few years, I mean, they've just been lackluster and they haven't been that yeah. great. Like they've been making it to the tournaments, but they not they weren't the perennial powerhouse that they were 
in the early and uh early 2010s and the late 2000s like they were yeah. just Evolved, but the last real notable player you had was Anthony Cole coming out of there who got mm-hmm. drafted Orlando, I believe. If I'm not he mistaken. has a pretty I'm looking at his career stats 77% uh winning, nine uh final fours, three NCAA championships, uh very storied, very you know high profile coach. I kind of expected to. I think I just saw he's 70 and like the Carolina looks like they're kind of in a rebuilding phase. And it's like, I think it's time to like, you know, somebody else to come in and like do what they got to do, turn this uh, program around. But it's, I mean, this guy, he's responsible for three of the five championships Carolina has. So I'm excited to see what's next. Hopefully they could turn it around next year before uh, the G League takes over NCAA. Hopefully, man. I say, hopefully they can do something for the G League takes over the NCAA. <laughs> this guy, it's not gonna, that's it's not going to happen right away. Not right away, but I'm saying by the time, <laughs> hopefully they turn out before then. All right, and lastly, as we end tonight, we're going to end our surprise topic. You know, last week I brought a surprise got- topic to the floor. Julian's got a surprise topic. This week, right. he said it relates to something that we talked about earlier. I don't know about it, so we're just going to hear about it. All right, Julian. So it's opening day. It's baseball. So here's my surprise topic. And uh, I thought it because of it being opening day and everything. So one of the big historic um, sports debates that I go on for baseball and probably go on for a very long time is do steroid users deserve to be into the Hall of Fame? Should they be renounced or should they even get in in the first place? What do you guys think? I'll start with this one. Yeah, you go. I feel like all right. Good question. It's a kind of a broad question, though, right? Because I, I personally feel like obviously it's unfair. Or, right? or, or should they have their records like Barry Bonds, completely like gone? Here's the, like... here's the thing with that, right? Uh, you could look at it two ways. It, it's sometimes it's not always cut and and dry for when you find out they're using the steroids. So because they got caught. That doesn't mean that's the season they started using it, right? So they could have been great the last five years, never got caught. And you can't say um, like a guy like Barry Bonds, you know, for example, you know, he he was great, right? He started the season, uh, his career great. And then towards, you know, whatever the middle towards the end of his career, he started using the steroids. Um, so that definitely plays a factor in. But uh, I don't think they should be considered. I really don't. Wow. You know, uh, for steroids. I believe it's not fair. Um, it's definitely giving you, yourself a, um, an advantage, you know, and, you know, things were records and numbers, you know, those don't lie. Right. But to uh, to play the game, genuinely doing things the right way, believing in hard work, discipline, that's how you make the Hall of Fame. You know what I, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I don't think it's 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 fair, obviously, to to anyone else, you know, playing the game. Wow. I'm glad Jojo went uh, that way because I'm gonna go uh, the other uh, way. Are you okay? Well, real quick for what is, are you okay with Barry, uh, Mark McGuire's single season home run record being gone, being erased or Barry Bonds home run record, all time home run record being erased. And that's, that's where it gets tricky because like I said, the, the time they played. So if you played 20 seasons, I think it it was confirmed that year, that year that Mark McGuire had five seasons that he might have been using it. So it's kind of hard to tell. But if you, for a single season, let's say record, 
Because I think Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire both beat the record, but Mark McGuire was ahead of Sammy Sosa. I believe that was the case. So I think they both beat it, the previous one. All right, so I'm going to swing the exact opposite way. I'm glad JoJo went first. Um, because I used to be, you know, kind of anti-whatever drug or whatever. But as I got older, I feel like, you know, these guys who do performance and handing, storage, whatever, right? Their their job is performance. So to enhance enhance their performance is not like, like that's their living. Like that's what they do. If I could give you a pill, JoJo, that'll make you the best uh, Nike employee, the number one <laughs> Always on time. Oh, he would fast. do it. You work, you know, eat your lunch efficiently, leave work on time, be the best employee. Would you would you take that pill? It could be anything. Jillian, uh, you, you have a partner. If I gave you a pill that look, I'm, I'm gonna, this pill is gonna make you the, the best boyfriend. You're gonna be so attentive, you're gonna listen to your girl all the time. She's gonna love look, you. So dude, much. You, you don't have to lie to me about that. Notes. You can tell me what exactly it is. Am I gonna get fucking yoked? If yes, I'll I, take if it. I offer, <laughs> okay, if I offered you that pill, would you take it? Right. So, so when it comes to you know their job being performance and performance enhancing, that's like that's kind of their job. That's like how they make money. So, um, and I, I'm actually for for letting uh guys who have PD whatever use of whatever. Because right, a lot of times, me... especially a lot of times, especially now, well, was, we we're talking about earlier is a lot of times people get in trouble for ha- just having like diuretics, which diuretics just make you pee more, put more water in your urine. So they say, oh, you're putting more water in your urine, you're covering up something, you're using drugs, and they'll say PED. They just throw the label PED, and it might not be technically a steroid or whatever. It's just I have extra water in my urine. And I, I will say, I will say this: wow. like I, I'm, a, I'm kind of okay. And I think the MMA allow. I think MMA allows this, or UFC, I should say. I I'm okay with older players using some sort of some sort of small amount of HGH to keep you going. I think if you're using full on steroids, it's it's hard. I mean, to be honest, I think it was a reason why that time in baseball history was like one of the most exciting and one of the most best times to watch baseball was probably because of steroids. It's probably one All of right, the reasons why baseball did is, so well. Here's the thing, right? You might have you might approve, you've given all these examples, right? But in our everyday lives, we don't have those rules. So if you give me a pill or doing a pill to be the best we can be, we're not going against morals and ethics, right? So you sign your contract in your professional league, right? And you're breaking the rules. So why do you deserve to be in the hall of fame if you didn't play fair now if they allowed it and you took it that just comes down to morals and ethics if it was allowed not saying that everyone has to do it but you sign your contract stating you will not do this and you do it to give yourself an advantage over everyone else do you think that's fair knowing that you 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 signed and you can't you're not allowed Real so quick. I think okay. from that, okay, well, I'm going to say, just to, to rebuttal, from that argument, yes, okay, there was rules, he broke the rules, okay. But my thing is, maybe, in general, to my, my argument would be, baseball should be a lot softer on, on drugs and performance handling, because these guys, like I said, they get paid to play. If they're not playing, they're on the field because they're okay. hurt, because they, they tore their MCL, they tore their, you know, they're doing Tommy John surgery. Good, because, look, and they're, that they're, brings they're, up a totally different topic, right? Yeah. You know, in situations like that, maybe... You know, MLB, NFL, NBA should be more lenient towards these things in certain situations, which, you know, that's a totally different debate, which I can see happening. You know what I mean? Whether you're injured or, you're, you know, you're getting older or whatever the case is. 
I can see that happening. But that's <laughs> not that's not the debate right, All right now. So here here's my thing, and I'm kind of on Gabe's side with this is I think you should be allowed because this idea that there was only a handful of guys that were doing it is just not true. It was the norm. And I, I was watching um, doc, like clips of this documentary. It was the same guys who made Cocaine Cowboys. And they talk about the usage. And it was normal. I mean, there was people like pitchers. I mean, look at the Roger Clemens during yeah. the day. All that. Like they would um, apparently they would put it in gum. Like you would chew the gum and then it would disperse and get into your system. And this, I like, yeah, they were on shit, but they were also going against people who were also on it. It's just the big names were the ones that got caught, but how many people were truly doing it. And at that time it was kind of like the peak of not even just baseball steroids, but it was kind of the peak in the steroid culture in in general. Um, It was just baseball at the time was, it was, I mean, it was the second largest sport. You know, you bring up a good you know point because uh, Shannon Sharp had an interview with Ken Griffey Jr. and they got deep into that, and he was kind of asking why Ken, like, how come? Oh, what made you not get into that? Follow the wrong path and just be genuine and be you and work hard, even though people around you were doing that, you know, and you didn't get caught up in it. But that's what it comes down to: morals. Whether you believe, hey, I need to take this to keep over that guy, or I'm just gonna try to work twice as hard and do what I got to do, which I'm not saying it's easy. That's where morals come in. You know but what I mean? Here's, here's my, but, and also, also too, like if you're talking about the hall of fame, I think it's in the hall of fame's best interest to bring in some of the biggest names that ever came to baseball. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here, here's my thing. Here's my thing with the hall of fame. Cause we, you know, it seems like this big thing, this cathedral in the sky, what is sports, but fucking entertainment for me as a fan, Sports is an entertainment for me. Like, this is my way to, you know, blow off steam, um, have some fun, you know, get something to root for. Uh, so it's uh, for me, it's entertainment. But for the guys who actually do it, it's a fucking job. And this is how they, yeah. they you know, get food on their family. This is how they support the family and bring their families out of poverty. Um, so, and what is the Hall of Fame if not to celebrate the great, the greats in sports, right? Isn't that what the whole point of the Hall of Fame is? Or is this like a, some kind of record that we're keeping? Like, no, like, this is entertainment. The Hall of Fame is where you go to celebrate, um, you know, celebrate people who perform, who, who perform your sport well. Um, and okay. that's where the, so, you know. Okay, real quick, since we're talking cheating, because that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That Houston Astros team, what they shouldn't be punished because they were entertaining oh. and won a championship, but they cheated. They should absolutely be punished. And you know, I, you already know where I stand. So I hate the players cheat using steroids. Should they be punished and not making the Hall of Fame? It's a punishment. They should be right. Their, their record. When we look on that record or that year, well, there should be people. People, people shouldn't put that that much that much respect on that year. Because but it's also you're talking happen. about an individual effort versus a whole team, a whole no, organizational it, it effort it, that it, went together and it affected win loss. It doesn't way, matter. Way we're more talking, so. We're talking than. about cheating. If you are a player that takes steroids and PEDs, you cheated. It could have been by yourself. It could have been as a whole organization. One doesn't make the other better. It yeah. the argument's not valid there. Now, so, all right. So another yeah. argument, right? So maybe not making the Hall of Fame is too rough. Maybe that's that's too extreme, right? For someone as great as Barry Bonds, what what would be a punishment for then? Or maybe it's too late because he already retired. There's nothing you like can do. Point. To me, there's nothing I, I you can like, do. 
This it's is punishment. punishment enough. Now letting him in is his punishment. This is the public shame he gets for being great because we know his numbers. He know nobody can touch his numbers. Yeah, exactly. So do you think uh, that's too much? This is his shame. This is the social. This is the I'm social. Gonna, I think that's it. Like what? What can them? Like what are you gonna do? He's already over. His career's over. He's already he broke. Played, the he There's made his money. He, he retired. He and, coached for a little bit. And I, I, at the end of the day, you can't. Okay, yeah, maybe he was on stuff, but he still did it. it yeah. Like you can't. I can be in all the PEDs in the world. I still can't hit 700 home runs. Yeah. And, and he, I think, he, I think, I think that's something. And I have heard that. So, yeah. And I have heard that there is like that. Um, it, it doesn't just help your strength. It also helps your hand-eye coordination and being able to see the ball yeah. better and like kind of slow things down, which might play a factor, but I still think there's something to that. There, you still got to have that talent that sure. Maybe it boosted you, but it there, there was still something in Sammy Sosa. There's still something in Mark McGuire, something in Barry Bonds that yeah. Jose Cinco, again, the that, argument, like yeah, the argument is in a way how great they were. We know they were great. So if they were so great, why did they need to do what they needed to do? I, feel I like think that, also too, but being in a world, like I said, surrounded by everybody else doing it for them to, and yeah. you're highly, and then being able to do it like, yeah, you, they say here's a quote every, every from, athlete has an ego and you want to be the best and if everybody else is doing this thing and you're lacking behind i mean yeah, yeah. it's just here's what i here's a quote i hear about baseball especially i hear all the sports but i hear about baseball especially the hardest thing is not getting to the league the hardest thing for players is getting is staying in the league because staying, as, yeah as, and that's as any you sport get older if you're a good player if you're opera pool host you're whatever you're robinson cano you're Derek jeter you get older, but guess what? The competition, they stay the same age. They're 18, 19, 20 years old. So you're turning 39, 40, 41. They're still 18, 19, And I really think they should allow – they should really be more lenient on people recovering and certain things. Because yeah. especially yeah. especially something like football, for example, because they're very strict about it. I mean, those guys are getting pounded. Or even hockey. Like, those guys are getting pounded and left Especially and right. with baseball, with 162 I, games. I have a different take on this now, right? So you guys kind of open up. And I'm still against it, right? I'm still against it. Now cheating what is I, cheating. Cheating what is cheating. I, yeah, and I agree real. with you on that. I do agree with you. But I don't believe, right? If you if you served your punishment, then it shouldn't affect you later, right? So if you got caught and let's say they suspend you for the season, right? That's that's your punishment. And you don't do it again for the rest of your career. Um, and you're still a great player. Uh, you deserve to have the right if you face your punishment while getting caught in the season, right? It's like serving, you know. Yeah, regular jail time, you're sentenced. If you right? believe in forgiveness, right, so as as a, a Yankee the fan, consequence, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say that, as a Yankee fan, do you still look at A Rod as one of the best, greatest Yankees to ever play? Yes, um, hundred percent. And but now that the doesn't affect that, the way that he did all the PEDs and everything. Yeah, yeah, and that's the point I was getting to because that's like, that's exactly what I thought of, right? So he got caught, and then he served his punishment. Did he do it again after? I don't believe so. I think he, like, nah, I think he, he was, was done. done. He, he was, was done. he was the end of his career. Yeah, like, it was end of his career. After that, I think it was just two after that. Um, now, that. If they and you're under a microscope when you're guy like especially now yeah, in the MLB, if you're performing, like you don't think they're checking the fuck out of John Carlo and Aaron and Judge. And thing, right. So the thing is, like, I feel like um if you get caught that season doing it, can they investigate how many times you've done it in the past? Or can they kind of they no, know that no because way. they test. They test them. They test them. So they yeah. have the records of all the tests. They test randomly. 
because uh, you know I think Pop, Big Poppy came out. He's like, oh, they test me six times in one week, and like, he's like, yeah, because he probably tests positive. <laughs> you try to test positive for some shit. Um, but he's one of those that's never been caught. Yeah. Going no, back to I, Joker, he might have did some shit. Yeah, just back to my point. If you served your time and your punishment for whatever it was, and if it was a fair punishment, then maybe you and you you never went back to it. You deserve a chance into the Hall of Fame. So going back to something we talked about earlier. John Bones Jones. How many times did he test positive after a fight? How many times? <laughs> but he's not test positive for like all kinds of shit too, like cocaine. But in his past, he has. After winning championship, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's the best. He's the best." We still call him the best. But how many times did he get? You know, he came out in the news. He tested positive for. There was nothing before. significant though. There was nothing uh, like yeah. They found because the things, the stuff they found on him, they were so small of trace that they, there was. They're showing that they're proved like nothing. Could, so it couldn't have helped. That, that's what I'm saying. But my so thing is saying. too. I'm pro drugs. Even what about, I'm pro drugs. What about like Roger? Well, well, let's look at it from the other perspective too. Not even just hitters, but like Roger Clemens and other pitchers. Like what about pitchers? Like throwing, say, throwing uh, yeah. heaters, like triple digit heaters, like over the Especially plate. Especially now when everybody's throwing 100 miles an hour, fucking, you get hit in the head, bro, you're done for. You know, yeah, that, that's, everybody has... Like, does yeah, that does that affect Roger point. Clemens as the, one of the best fair. pitchers? It's not fair that they're doing these things. Like, it's just not fair. But I also and, and, think, though, pitching is one of those things, though. It's like, you're not... There's a lot of technique to that and being able to do it. It's more than just throwing it fast. Of course. And I yeah. think Roger Clemens should still go to the Hall of Fame. Or is he, is he in it already? I don't know if he's in or not. But like, I don't, I don't think so. But like, to me, it's like, especially something like pitchers, like, yeah, he's throwing it way harder probably, but like, this still takes that technique to pitching, like throwing curveballs and sliders and changeups, like on a regular basis. Everything, you know, pitch selection, you know, it's a lot into it, obviously, but, uh, and obviously, and here's another thing I want to wrap up with you, right? So you guys, I'm just want to know your stance. Should there be any punishment? for people who take any PEDs or any illegal substance to give them currently current players. I say for retired players. Like, so the question is like people, should they be allowed into the hall of fame? And you're saying you're asking us if like, what's, what's an alternative punishment for those who are already retired aside from the hall of fame, if there could be one, because it's, is it all of fame hall of fame or nothing? Or like, to, to me, I think there's nothing you can do. The time has passed. These guys don't work for the MLB. And to me, elite, to me, you have to put them in there. If you want to put an asterisk, put an asterisk, then put one if you want. But like, to me, it's in the MLB's best interest to put some of your biggest stars in history in the, in the Hall of Fame. And if you want to put a little fucking star by them for to say like the um, mark of as long yeah, you have a mark of shame there. Like you got here, but but I mean to me, I just I don't see how the MLB benefits for not putting them in. I mean they won't. You know. So here's the thing: it's about the integrity because they got the real fans who are going to question the integrity of the game. And to me, there were still talented players. To me, it's like yeah, you're on something. But like we said, a lot of people are on it, and they're able to excel over everybody else. And there I, is I, a I, level I, of talent. That, hours, yeah. My take hey. is, man, if they all right, if they did their time and they got suspended and never follow suit again on that, that's fair. You know what I mean? 
But if it was continuous throughout their season, continue getting caught, still doing it, one of the top grades, was it really you? Or was it well, you? how much a percentage do you think it's really he- helping you? Like, I don't know. I've never taken like, it. But no, I'm know. saying like, like, do you think Mark McGuire or all these guys you, would still well, I mean, be home run hitters? Maybe that little extra juice could turn fly balls into home runs. Once you make yeah. your contact, the ball could just 400, 500 feet. Mark McGuire was a fucking tank, dude. His forearms are the size of my thighs. Like, and how would he get that big with, you know what I mean? Naturally, maybe he couldn't. Maybe his body wouldn't allow him to. I will and also say, just, I think Mark McGuire is a pretty big guy in general. It's not strength either. What about if you had an injury that maybe would have been out eight weeks, but you took this drug that makes you heal faster, and now you're out four weeks? That means you can be on the field. It means you can get more stats, more home runs, more whatever. You know what I mean? More strikeouts or whatever. So that that's also plays into. So I'm not just worried about strength, but also recovery. But like I said, I'm pro drugs. I feel like all the leagues should be softer on drugs. Uh, even I like think they should be softer, but I think yeah. you you still have to draw a line at some point. I think like obviously like. Man, I don't want any to see I, I, cracking. Like, like, I don't need any. Uh... <laughs> like, if you're really coming from an injury, maybe some safe dosages of HGH or something, or they really should allow a little bit. Because they, I think, I want to say, I don't know if the UFC does anymore. Because, like, for example, v, I don't know if you guys heard of the fighter Vitor Belfort. Vitor Belfort was a monster when he was younger, and he fell off. And then all of a sudden, like people say, like post P, post HGH or HGH Vitor Belfort, they're like. Holy shit, like this guy's like a beast again. But yeah. So yeah, so um this is gonna wrap it up. That's it for this week. Real fans podcast, all the things, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, yeah, MySpace, IG. MySpace. Appreciate y'all for coming out tonight. Listen to our long ass podcast. We'll be here next week. More news, all the sports, all the things. Peace. Kyle Lyrie. Peace. <laughs> Peace out.